of growth comes from resistance. It's literally the definition of growth. And without that resistance and going through those experiences day in and day out, you're not gonna have anything to press through. There is no 4% to push and result in the growth and change in your mindsets. Welcome to the Success Flow Podcast, where our mission is simple, to be better each day and relay our findings with other relentless humans defining success for themselves. If that sounds like you, let's begin. All right, we are back at it on the Success Flow podcast. And if we have some new listeners today, they might be a little thrown off with the uh, inverse in topics in, in regard to the title of the podcast and uh, this episode title. We've got we've got kind of some polarizing words within the two. Curious how uh, how this one came up and how it made it into the the kind of episode idealist, Stephen. Yeah, no, I'm excited about this one. It is, you're right, it's a little bit of opposite thinking uh, in a way, but this one's close to my heart and I've experienced a lot of it uh, on my path. And so I think today's topic is just really important that we talk about embracing failure and why that's so important. Absolutely, there's there's no way around it. I think just when you look at life in general, uh, failure is the one thing we can count, one of the few things we can count on, right? Death taxes. And some failure wouldn't be much of a life if we didn't if we didn't have the opposite of success. So I'm I'm pumped to dive into this one with you. As we were kind of prepping for it, all I had in my head was the Breaking Benjamin song, uh, <laughs> which is titled "Failure." That is uh, on the Jim Jim mix. Shane Cox will like that one. He's a he's an avid listener. Uh, always reminds me of him. But as we're jumping in from your perspective, uh, framing up this topic, what have been some of the failures that or what is a reason that you think failure is so important and, and how we frame it in our minds? Well, yeah, I mean, I think failure is often perceived as something extremely negative, right? We, we don't want to lose. We don't want to fail at something when we try it. We want to build confidence. And when you fail, it's hard to increase that confidence. Like, oh man, like I suck, right? And you kind of get those negative thoughts in your head when you fail. But if you switch your mindset and recognize that you're going to fail along the way when you're striving for success, you have to realize that you're going to fail more than you succeed. So unpopular opinion, I would rather lose more than I win. And that may sound really strange to say out loud, but there's two types of failures the way I see it. One is I'm failing because I'm not working hard enough, right? I, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not trying hard and so I'm losing, right? It doesn't matter to me. And maybe just because it doesn't align, but you're, you're, you're not winning in that sense. Right. But the other type is you're failing because you're challenging yourself on purpose. When you're constantly striving for growth and you're constantly trying to uh, try new things and challenge yourself, you're going to fail. It's new. You're, you're maxing out your capacity and doing something a little bit above that that you've never done before and putting yourself out there. So you're going to have those failures. Right. When you're striving for that success. So my unpopular opinion, I'd rather lose more than I win is purely because of the latter is because I'm challenging myself on purpose and I recognize that I may not know everything about what I'm about to do, but I'm still going to jump in and, and be okay with the failures because I know it promotes growth. The former, you have 0% chance of success, right? Cause you just don't care, but the latter, that's what's required for greatness. And so preferring a loss more than a win makes sense when you switch your mindset to the latter of like, okay, I'm going to continue, uh, put myself out there. And again, challenging yourself on purpose, striving for consistent growth, ensures your success is not temporary, right? So success is temporary if you don't continue that growth and learn from your failures, but you need to continue working on what it is that you're striving for in order to ensure that success is not 
temporary in your world. So I, I think those are the two points of failing and that's what's required for greatness is continuing to challenge yourself on purpose. Those are great points in differentiating kind of the mindset and, and how we can, can view failure and, and you're, you're failing more than succeeding is a great baseball and sales mindset, which we're going to talk about here uh, later in the episode. For but sure. I, I agree. And taking it back to the, the curriculum from the Flow Research Collective that I've been studying for the last few years now. They call it the bend but don't snap mindset. And from a statistics point of view, they like to put specific numbers on this this neuroscience and psychology, but they say it's about four percent. If you can consistently be pushing like four percent beyond what you're what you're comfortable with, that's enough to stay in it without snapping and and you know, having a failure that's going to actually delay your momentum for a sub substantial amount of time. So I think that a lot of successful people and some of the, the folks that we've studied for the, the stories that we're bringing onto this podcast would almost all say that they've learned more from their failures than they have their successes. And it's the failures that teach you everything. The successes are great, but they're fleeting, as you mentioned. And when we're younger and we're you know just getting rolling, we're failing all the time. We're trying to walk and just consistently falling consistently toppling over and then we gain a little balance we gain a little muscle in our legs and we want to walk so bad that those little failures aren't gonna stop us we're not gonna say oh we're now wheelchair life for me uh I'm, I'm i'm good now but as we get older the failures can kind of beat us down and we start thinking about what other people's perspective is of us i know that that was a has been a big challenge for me in the past and that's when if you are putting failure if you're giving other people power to define failure for you that's when you go wrong, and that's how I love how you differentiated those two, the, those two different types of failure that you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my favorite quote of all time. I teach it's one of the the team mindsets we have when we when we uh, you know for journey payroll here in Phoenix is is win or learn, and it comes from Nelson Mandela. I never lose. I either win or I learn. And so, like you said, the most successful and innovative people that have transformed industries, they do say that I learn from my failures and continue to push forward and push the limit and, and succeed in that way. And so it's just more opportunities to iterate, refine, ultimately succeed, right? And so you have to have those, those stumbling blocks in order to get to another level. And the Flow Research Collective, I'm reading that book, The Art of Impossible, and I remember reading that, that topic and saying that 4% is just enough, and then you reach that 4%, and then you're gonna go another 4%, and then another 4%. It's like investing, right? It's just compounded interest. It's just compounded percentages that continue to get you to the next level. Like for example, let's say you're uh, a musician, you're a musical artist, and you're you know I mean you could be a, a excel and be a, a master at this and 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 even at the highest level, or maybe you're just getting started. Either way, you're gonna feel like you had flops, right? You're not gonna get quite the the rush of adrenaline that you got from the crowd, maybe, or maybe you missed some lines, or and in your head, maybe no one else notices it, but you you feel like you had a flop, and so you're gonna have great shows, you're gonna have not so great shows. And at the end of the day, you've got to realize and change your mindset to use those flops in your advantage. Use that experience as inspiration for the next tune or the next song that you're going to create, right? About maybe you write a song about overcoming challenges and how, yeah, in my early years, I flopped all the time. And now you just just released a banger that is all about overcoming challenges. And, and it's a viral video, you know, music video on YouTube and a song that people listen to and whatever. But it wouldn't have happened if you didn't have that failure. Now, if you let that flop get to you, then maybe you're like, man, maybe this isn't the industry for me. And so you got to realize that when you have those flops, 
leverage those and you shift your focus that it's like, hey, it's not just one show, it's the journey. It's the entire career that I have, the vision that I have of where I wanna go. And once you define that, it aligns, you've gotta realize that the failures are just part of the process and learning to enjoy that. So I, I think the musician's a great example. Do you have another example of something similar? Uh, maybe in your world or something along the lines? Yeah, you just made me think of, um, I have a, a couple in mind, but you just made me think of just comedians and how once they get out, they put so much effort into writing content and they can go out and they talk about the bombing versus killing. And the, every one of them has experienced it. You go out, you don't have the room, you don't have the energy, the content's off, the timing's off, and you just bomb. And you got to go back to the drawing board because you might believe in the content and you have to look at all the variables. What was off? Was I just in a room? Was it the energy of that room? Was my was the timing of the delivery of the joke? Did I not set it up right? And you go back to the drawing board. And those, I don't think there's any more failure. You're putting yourself out there. You're, you're literally creative, your baby. And crickets in the room can be so discouraging. Then you go out and you zone out. You almost black out, get through the set. Um, and they talk about the the ultimate flow state where you're like, what just happened? The room is just clapping and trying to keep you out on stage. So similar to the, the music there. And I think that one that's more relatable for you and I is, is just sales in general. Like I, I mentioned baseball yeah. and sales earlier. They're both just, you're, you have to be able to fail. The thick skin and not allowing it affect your identity or your... Um, your your energy for a long period of time you you want to learn from it but you're just getting rejected all the time even with the right product with the customer in mind you can do everything right and if the timing's not there you you can not walk away with a business partnership and is that a failure i don't know we're going for no as you talk about quite a bit and if we can keep that mindset it's, it's okay the no is okay it's actually likely that you're, it's going to be a no. And if we can get there fast enough, we can go and move on and find other customers that need our help right now and get to them quicker if we get to that, that no faster. So there's a balance there. And I know that you've talked in the past about just getting past the fear of rejection. Like we're, we're worried yeah. about, that's the, that's the ultimate mindset fear is primarily we don't want to be excommunicated from the herd. And someone saying no to me, they're not, rejecting my product or my service they're rejecting me as a human which isn't the case and we have to be able to draw those lines out when we're talking about success and failure and i am not the failure this situation was a failure what are your thoughts there yeah totally i mean it, as any great salesperson know it, it knows it's it's never a no it's always a not yet right and so also switching your mindset of going for the no i make 10 calls and i get nine no's uh, I, i'm successful because i got nine no's Right. Like I, I switched my mindset where I'm going for the no, as you pointed out. And so I am successful. But you still do need to see that success and need to see that progress. So now it's like, OK, do I switch up my pitch, my variation and, you know, how can I help? And I think it's also a time saver. Like you say, it, it helps you move on to the next potential prospect um, in the sales world. Like, OK, I got the no moving on. Right. And not taking it personal. So I think you nailed that on the head for sure. And it doesn't always just have to be about professional right? Whether comedian or musician or sales professional, like embracing failure in your personal growth too, right? You talk about when we were growing up and kids and we fall off the bike or we fall walking down. When we fail, we move forward and confront our weaknesses and we have to reassess our approach in everything that we do and not take it personal. And it's the, the mindset of like, stop being mean to yourself. 
Like no one's perfect. It's impossible. Whoever you see out there that is your is perceived perfect perfection for you, they're not perfect. They're failing just as much as you are. It's just how they're recovering and how they're bouncing back um, in their personal life that is uh, is what's putting on that success for them. So personally, I think there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of growth opportunities there outside of the professional sense. Absolutely. I mean, I, I say a lot on this podcast, and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. But we we just have it too easy these days in many ways. And it's a beautiful thing. The comforts that we live in are fantastic, but all of growth comes from resistance. It's literally the definition of growth. And without that resistance and going through those experiences day in and day out, you're not going to have anything to press through. There is no 4% to push and and result in the growth and change in your mindset. So we have to look at all of these things day to day when we're getting this resistance that it's a blessing and we have to figure out and adjust, change our personality, change our actions and navigate these failures. We talked about obstacles a few weeks ago. It's the same kind of mindset. Like how are we going to respond to this failure and adjust as quickly as possible so we can find the next success? And that's the dance. It's a it's a, a stock market chart up and to the right. It's not going to be linear, one straight line. It's literally bouncing back and keeping those troughs as short as possible, and and looking at how to get to the next the next peak uh, as quick as possible. So, I uh, I've also seen that sometimes it may not be a fear a fear of failure, but actually. A fear of success that will result in our self-sabotaging behavior because of the uncertainty of that next level. What's going to happen once I'm on the radar after this success? And we want to turn it into a failure just because, so we don't have to experience the devils at the next level. And I, have, I find that so interesting, and it's kind of another inverse inception kind of, is this success or is it failure? Is it... it which is it? And either way, it's a discomfort with that next level and the inability to not identify with those circumstances at that given time. So for our listeners who might be struggling with the fear of failure or fear of success, which however it's manifesting for them, what's your advice for them? I mean, you nailed it on the head. That's so true. When you think about in five years, I want to be here and I'm not even remotely close. And you're like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And you think about like, let's say public speaking, like I want to be on stages and talking to crowds of four or 500 people, a thousand people and sharing my expertise. And you're like, but, but that means I got to be on stages in front of 500 people, a thousand people, right? Like that scares you. <laughs> public speaking is, can be scary. So if you're just starting out and that's where you want to be, then it's taking the little approaches and like, okay, how do I, that back to that 4%, maybe I talk in front of a room with 10 people and then maybe I talk in front of a room with 50 people and then a hundred and right. And just grow and just incrementally getting to that point. So that failure, that fear of, of when you get to that level, you're not worried about flopping like a comedian or a musician because you've had the reps, you've had the work and then it becomes an identity shift in just who you are. So I think first and foremost, it's important to change your mindset about failure and just recognizing that it's part of the process, again, like I said earlier, and that if you are afraid of the massive success that you're striving for, just back into it like any good sales professional. If I get the deal, I've got to make these amount of calls, these amount of uh, meetings, and these amount of quotes I got to send out. And secondly, it's crucial to normalize failure and just be okay with it, right? And when you have those setbacks, find the people in your tribe, find the people in your community that you work with. I know you do this a lot with your 
uh, with your students and in the way you coach your salespeople is how do you, um, you know, sharing those failures and those setbacks, like how do you overcome and learning from you when you've experienced those same things? Oh, okay. I'm not alone. Right. And so when you talk to other people, um, it just, it really helps, uh, ease your mind a little bit that like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on an Island here and I can overcome this. And, and it does kind of get back into the obstacles mindset of like, yeah, I can get around it or over it or through it or whatever I need to do, but I'm going to get through, I'm going to get on the path towards my vision where, however I need to, and failure is just a part of it. And so I think that, um, it's important to embrace failure as, as the title of this podcast is knowing that you're going to get through it and you will strive for that success when you continue pushing and pushing the limit on yourself. You, you brought up a, <clears throat> a good point. And with the, you know, the organization I've been with for the past 11 years, I think one of the key things that's resulted, and I think this is in the startup technology world has been good at it. It's like move fast and break things. We didn't adopt that fully. That's a little extreme. I think that's Zuckerberg, but if you're not taking risks and making mistakes when you're early in an organization, you're not moving fast enough. You're not growing fast enough. And I think that this, this, this mindset and from the top down with it making failure. Okay. Now we have to learn from them, which is a one good thing that I've experienced this process is, wow, I didn't get, I, I kind of messed up here. This didn't go the direction I thought it would it was okay, but what did we learn from it? And are are we going to do that again? Or are we going to adjust and, and break that down? And I think that that is so critical of an organization. What I've seen leaders do is acknowledge it, learn from it, and make your team feel, know that it's okay, results in a totally different culture. And you're going to have so much more innovation if if you have that, that culture mindset. So you just made me think of that. Um, um, in regard to like getting big wins and, and making sure that you have the same, the same mindset across the team. Well, it goes back to the win or learn mentality. It's, you know, there's no such thing as failure. You have an opportunity to try again with more knowledge than you had before. Now, as you mentioned, if you continue to fail over time and you've already learned how to fix or resolve and you continue failing, then that goes back to the first example of what failure is. Maybe you don't care or you're not trying hard enough. Right. And so if you learn from those opportunities and you learn from those things that you're uh, that you maybe you messed up on, it happens every single day where clients reach out. Maybe they made a mistake or we, uh, you know, we try something new or maybe we respond in, in a different way that we shouldn't have. Or maybe it's a system thing that we you know, needed to adjust and it didn't work the way we wanted it. What well, we learned from it. It's a winner learn mentality. It's never like, dang, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to do something else. Right. If you get to that state, then again, it goes to, I don't care or I'm not working hard enough. So having that uh, mindset of failure is a constant strive for growth and challenging yourself on purpose. I mean, the most successful people don't stop at the first sign of success either. And I think the other thing to talk about is when you are successful and you reach that success, it's easy to get on autopilot and it, it's easy to mask those mistakes or those little things along the way that it doesn't matter because you're successful, right? So like it goes into, oh, I won the game. But if you don't reflect and adapt and, and learn from the, all the things along the way of what you did, like maybe your shot, you made the game winning shot, but your form wasn't quite there, right? So maybe it was just a little like, hey, I, I got one, but it wasn't, you didn't, you're not working on your form in your, in your shot. And so when, when winning- it Sounds like you're kind of talking about the resting on your laurels. Yeah, exactly. You, you get a couple wins and you start chilling out. I tell you what, that's when failure is going to start lurking. 
It's going to see you. Failure can smell that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, that's, what, that, that's where it gets back to success is temporary if you're not working on the things that got you to that success. There's always gaps. There's always things that you can work on. And so even when you are successful, you have to reflect on those successes to find out where those gaps are to continue getting better because someone else will and you will get beat if you're not constantly working hard. Um, so anyway, I think that's a great example of, uh, you know, recognizing that success does mask those little losses and those little uh, intricacies of the path that you weren't so great at, but you were able to overcome because there are obstacles, but you didn't, you didn't continue working on them for future success. And that's where success can be temporary. And those big losses can come swiftly if you're not constantly working on uh, those things that got you there as well. Absolutely. And while, while you were saying that, you, you, you brought up a potential example that might be different, you know, kind of outside the sales or sports or business realm. Um, thinking that you were a chef and you're progressing as a chef and you've, you've had some success. Everyone loves your food. But with your menu, you've learned quite a bit about a new region of the world or the certain ways that ingredients are combined at a certain temperature. And you really want to give this thing a shot because of new information that you've learned. So you put together this new menu, you put together a few dishes that haven't been on the menu for a while, and you're putting yourself out there because you're going to drop this on Friday night and you're going to face some potential scrutiny from your regulars or some of your, your best customers. And so as you're putting that out, maybe those flop maybe you know customers are not feeling this their their palates aren't ready for it maybe the 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 timing isn't right listening to your customers and overall experience getting a good group of folks to provide feedback on those dishes that's when you can figure out okay maybe i'll adjust you can always remix a combination of the ingredients Try another dish for the following week. But if you don't in line, make the adjustments, redo the menu, and keep at it. So just a, another idea of, and, and I think that's the creation part, right? As creators, and we talk about this creation over consumption, we have to be able to do that quickly and, and adjust and, and keep the creative juices flowing. Yeah, totally. That's a great example. You're going to get those mixed reviews when you put yourself out there and trying something new. Um, you know, especially like a fine dining, you may win an award, but what dishes are not quite up to par and how can I make those better, right? And you just consistently are trying, trying new things. And that's the epitome of challenging yourself on purpose. I love that example. Um, you know, go, going back to like the sports stuff, it's like you're gonna miss the game winning shot. You're gonna strike out in the ninth. You're gonna bogey the 18th. You're gonna drop the ball on fourth down. Like you're gonna have, you know, you get a cramp 100 meters out when you're in the race, right? Like you're gonna have those things where you just get plain beat and you're gonna have to make sure you recognize those. And in order to work on how, what is the nutrition I need to not get those cramps? What is the form I need in my basketball shot to not miss the next time? What is you know, maybe the ball bounced off my fingertips or my kick went wide left in overtime, right? Like all of that stuff. What are the things I can work on? I'm not going to quit. I'm going to continue working on those little things. But let's say you made all those. What are the things I'm going to work on, right? It goes back to when you are successful, don't let it mask the fundamentals that got you to that level. When when we started, when you sent this topic over, I told myself I wasn't going to include this cliche because everyone's heard it, but no, that's not the right mindset to have. And maybe people haven't heard it and I can't resist because it's too perfect, <laughs> especially for this Let's moment podcast. <laughs> and it's, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 
26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. Michael and that's Jordan. why I succeed. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. MJ you, the fir- I remember where I was the first time I read that quote. It was a, 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 Another student gave a presentation and I was like, I got goosebumps right now. Because to put yourself out there and just to keep at it, most of those, most people would look at those stats and be like, that's a lot of gut punches. That's a lot of low energy, low emotion. Look at, look at what he's done. Maybe yeah. he's cha- a guy that changed the world. So I had to, had to do it. Had to go yeah. there. I mean, that's a, such a good one. I mean, as cliche as, as it is, those are real stats. Those are real thoughts. Those are real failures that he had. And I mean, even uh, Giannis, right? Remember that interview he had where the guy was like, oh, do you think the season's a failure because you guys lost in the second round of the playoffs or first round or whatever it was? And he was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, Michael Jordan was in, he won six championships, but the other eight seasons he played or however many it was, like those are considered failures? Like, no, he is a massive success and those are stepping stones to success. So Giannis, I mean, there's so many cliche sports analogies that you can use with flavor because it's visible. You can see the failures happening in real time. And so you can use those as examples. But I think personally, like just with like, what we're striving to do and what I'm personally striving to do with my business and the creation process and all that. Some of this is new. A lot of it is new, especially in the creation space. Um, you know, we're, we're multiple months into this podcast now, but we're growing this thing. And sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable and maybe we don't have, you know, the, the success that we want to, to look like in two years, but we know that we're on the right path. Right. And like, it's not stopping us from continuing to put the good word out there and just learning out and seeking knowledge and sharing that with with the listeners because I think a lot of this stuff is important. And yeah, you can get this information from a lot of different areas, but I think what we provide is some value in how we interact as friendship that we've had for over 15, 20 years and the banter that we have and just trying to provide real life examples and we're building it in front of everybody. And that's scary in and of itself, right? People are gonna see our flops. And we're like, you know, with the storybook, the newsletter that I write out every Thursday, I'm, you know, six months into that thing. There's going to be bad write-ups and I'm okay with that, right? Because I'm just going to continue learning and continue putting good content out there as best as I think as I can. And at the end of the day, if someone doesn't like it, they can unsubscribe. That's fine. But it's still growing and the open rates are still high. So I know that I'm working hard and doing all the things. But if I don't get the positive feedback, am I going to stop? No, man. Like you just keep pushing whatever your vision is. If it aligns, you keep building and building and building and then it compounds again goes back to that 4% rule, which I love that since you said it and reading in that book, Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler. I'm halfway through. It's an incredible read. Uh, so for anyone looking for a new good book, it's a, that's one to pick up for sure. Dude, you just nailed another great point in the fact that I'd rather feel these little failures now, like the, un, the, the discover. It's a great example of, you know, you get reviews on it, you listen to it back, and you're like, oh, miss there, or, or, or get any of the feedback or some, some comments. But I'd rather feel those failures now and make the adjustments than if we were 20, 30 years down the road, retired. Remember when we talked about building the podcast? Right. Remember when I talked about building the newsletter and going on? No, screw that. We're, we're doing it now. So right. I'd rather feel it, feel it all now than, than uh, look back and regret because that, that scares the crap out of me. The, fe- the fear of that when the energy's lower, when the time's kind of coming to an end, that is the ultimate scary failure for me is, is looking at what the potential could have been. So I'm glad to be on this mission with you. 
Well, and it goes back to that cliche. Uh, it goes back to that cliche sports. Uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? And that's if you don't take action, you're failing on your purpose, right? If you if, if something comes along your way, or you want to build something, and you've identified and your purpose and what it is that you want the rest of your life to look like, and you don't take action on that, that also is failure. You're not moving in the direction that you've set for yourself, right? Everyone has their own perception, has their own purpose in life. And I think by not taking action is also can is also considered a failure. So you're right. I mean, I think we would have been 30 years down the road and be like, damn, that would have been cool, right? Like who, who, you know, what could have that have been or whatever, but here we are, we're doing it. And you know, it, we're the, the community and the tribe and those that, that enjoy it will follow and, and uh, listen in. And hopefully we're providing value to our listeners every single week is I know I get a lot out of it and I know we've talked offline and you get a lot out of it. And, uh, it is, it's a lot of fun, brother. I, I enjoy these every, every time we get on. So summing things up, failure is a good thing. The, the, it is a requirement, uh, as I think most of our listeners do know, but the more you're failing, the more you're moving in the right direction, adjusting and, and taking those stepping stones to the next level. You've got more knowledge and you're going to be able to improve on that and just knock it out of the park uh, down the road. Embrace the failure. This is the whole definition of having a growth mindset and while you're listening to this podcast. Dude, I think that's a wrap. I think that was a great pod. Enjoy the rest of your day. Like, subscribe, and follow. So, uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, hit YouTube. You can watch us on, on video as well. And uh, if, if there's anything specific that any of the listeners think about that you want to hear us uh, chat about in more detail, we do have successflowpod at gmail.com, or you can reach out to Phil and I. Um, the show notes does include links that you can find us there, but we're just happy to be here and be a resource and provide value uh, each and every Wednesday morning. Um, so appreciate you. Have a great day.